Freshness, welcome to Real Talk with Simply Tour, where we have real, raw, and sometimes uncomfortable conversations around working while maintaining our mental health or lack thereof. I'm your host, Tor White, and today I have one of my college besties, Veronda Crawford. Hey, hey Veronda. Hey, I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for really I'm happy it. to have you, girl. Happy to have you. So let me tell the listeners a little bit about you. Um, Veronda Crawford obtained a BA, Public Relations and MBA in Marketing from Gardner-Webb University. She was elected as the youngest elected government official in the state of South Carolina and is currently serving her city as a councilwoman in her hometown of Chesney, South Carolina for the past eight years. Besides participating in her political career, she currently works for a national nonprofit organization as the program officer for the Spartanburg County Foundation. This position allows her to use her public relations slash marketing skills to promote economic mobility and philanthropy in Spartanburg County. As a former Miss South Carolina U.S. International and placing in the top 15 at the Miss U.S. International pageant, she believes that pageants are the best way a woman can polish her public speaking skills. Lastly, she is the owner of Designs by Veranda Clothing Boutique that specializes in custom pageant attire and ready-to-wear clothing. She is the owner of VC Consulting, which is marketing public relations consulting firm that specializes in promoting individual and small business public relations and social media needs. And in other words, she is just a boss woman. <laughs> Can't we just say that? <laughs> You, you are a boss woman. I don't know how in the world you find the time in the day to do everything that you do, but somehow you do. Oh, same here. I don't. But, you know, I, I feel like if you are working within your passions, you find the time to do it. So it's, it's an interesting journey. I would say that. Right, right. Well, let's just jump right in. You know, it's mm -hmm. a couple of things I want to talk to you about. One, I just want to start with being the youngest elected government official in the state of South Carolina. Just, that is huge. Um, and, I, and I think that it is important for the listeners to understand that not only are you the youngest elected government official in the state of South Carolina, but you are also a black woman. And... To me, that is absolutely amazing um, to break those types of barriers in South Carolina as a whole. Mm -hmm. um, but what was that process like for you? What, like mentally, emotionally, what was it like to campaign and to go to these meetings? And even now, sitting as a councilwoman, um, how has it been for you? Yes, well, um, I would answer that in two folds. So um, how did I get started? Um, one, I was very lucky to be raised in a family that believed in government and not politics. And I say government versus politics because um, when government is run correctly, it is the best thing that I believe in in the world. But when people come into government with personal politics and personal agendas, that's how we get polarized outcomes and systematic um, 
oppression. Um, I was raised in a family that believes in um, be a part of the solution and not part of the problem. So my father served on the city council while I was in high school. I ran my first election when I was a senior in high school at the age of 18 and lost by five votes. Fast forward to when we were in college, um, sophomore year winning um, in a runoff election by one vote. Um, through those years of serving um, times being the only minority, the only woman, the only person under the age of 75, there were so many places that I have checked off that diversity in my age, gender, race. But now being a veteran and serving multiple years and multiple terms is about um, perseverance, being dedicated to the betterment of all and not the betterment of self. Um, and it really made me evaluate what I believe in as an individual and what I what type of community I want my children, which I don't have any yet, to grow up in. And so how can I leave a long legacy of better of a better community that is focused on all um, for my great grandkids? Um, so that's one thing that really motivates me to sit in these hard conversations to sometime had to put my foot down and be like, no, this is what we're going to do because it's the right thing to do, even if we are the only people doing that. Um, so it has definitely been, I would say, a a roller coaster. Um, now I would say that I'm on the, the flatter end. I'm not, it's not as hard as it is today as when I started. Um, because I have grown as an individual and also as a government official. I, I see things in a, a different light than I did when I first started as a 20-year-old in college. So, um, yeah, it's. I believe that we all should do our civic duty and be a part of our government system. Because if we are not at the table, we are not part of the conversation, and then we are left out of the conversation. Exactly. And so I even say sometimes if we're not at the table, we're going to be the, the, the on the menu, you know, like mm -hmm. um, exactly for all the time. We, we can't talk about making change. It's impossible to make change outside of entering into the space. You mm -hmm. know, it's like that Chris Brown song, How You Hate From Outside the Club, You Can't Get In. Right. <laughs> you, it's impossible to say we want to change. Um, systemic issues and not enter into the system to try to change mm -hmm. those. Um, so in a world of pageantry, right? Mm -hmm. I read a lot. You know, I went to a couple of your um, pageant shows and, mm -hmm. you know, just reading a lot, watching Miss America, even thinking about recently um, some of the the lights that's been shined on mm -hmm. um, mental illness within the pageantry world. Mm -hmm. How have you been able to manage your own mental health or have you? Well, we, that's, that's a great question because we did have a former Miss USA that is from South Carolina that did commit suicide in the past year. Um, Chrisley, uh, because of mental health and beautiful soul with the USC was a track star. Um, I think that one I'm going to answer about pageantry and mental health. Um, the the culture of pageantry really um, teaches a, a female how to one 
handle judgment and handle instant failure. Um, and sometimes people are not conditioned to it because it is a sport. And I tell people, yes, you might, our sport, our field is being on a stage in heels, but it's a sport that you have to mentally and physically prepare for um, because you are getting judged and you're going to have instant failure if you don't win. And so one thing about participating in pageantry, what taught me is mental fitness, that I will have failure. I will dedicate my life and a lot of time to certain things. And there will be other people that would control my outcome, but I cannot let those people control how I see myself. And through that judgment and also failure, because I have won pageants and I've lost a lot of them. I have lost more than I've won. But I know that between every failure that I experienced, I learned more about myself, which now has translated over to my professional life that I'm way out of competing in pageants because I'm old and my knees are tired, but that I know even in my professional life that one is about mental fitness and I got to make sure that my mental health and my physical health is the most important thing that I need to focus on. And if I'm not mentally fit, I cannot be able to complete physically what I need to do in that day. So it really has taught me how to accept failure because the worst thing to do in the world really is sit, sitting on stage clapping if somebody else wins something that you want. And you got to fix your face, right? Because you don't want to be the girl in the background of the picture of the girl that won and you over there looking stained or have an attitude. Around. Yeah, you're going to call you out. Social media going to call you out. They're going to zoom in. You see that girl in the back? Her face is horrible. But then also it teaches you how to instantly accept failure, but also instantly give people gratitude and a congratulations when they have success over your failure. And I think that's a lot of things that girls miss out in pageantry. Not only does it help you teach um, teach you about accepting failure, but it also teaches you how to congratulate somebody when you fail at the same time, in that same environment, in that same time. And um, that's one thing that I, I definitely have applied to my life um, to make sure that I'm mentally fit. Right, and I can attest to that because, like, one thing that you have always been consistent with is your ability to celebrate other people's wins. Um, you you have a real gift in that. Just being able to come out and just be like, you know what, I'm a, regardless of where I want to be, whether I'm there or not, I can celebrate you where you are. And I think that is something that a lot of times people miss out on. Uh, and they miss, it's really, they block their blessings. I, I'm a mm -hmm. strong believer that if you can't be happy for someone else in their season, mm -hmm. it's going to be impossible for you to be prepared for when your season comes. And so, like, yeah, honey, clap, clap for everybody. Because mm -hmm. there is a time where you're going to want them to clap for you. Um, so when you started designs by Veranda. Mm -hmm. Was that based on your passion for designing or was it based in your passion for being able to help encourage these women in the same way that you were encouraged? 
You know what? I have never been asked this question. I always wanted somebody to ask me this. Like in my whole life, I'm about to give you the real reason, right? Why I started this. I started my pageant um, business. One, I do not know. Let me back it up. I am not a um, professional sewer. I can sew, but I mean, that is not my strength. God didn't give me that talent. God gave me the talent of um, cultivating other people's strengths. And but God did give me the vision that everybody deserved to feel special. And one thing that I discovered um, through pageantry is that the girls that um, could afford a custom dress were the ones that were getting it. And my family coming from a lower economic um, background couldn't afford it. So I'm buying dresses off the rack. And then, um, but you could see that like the girls that got the custom stuff that they had a more, not like they were more competitive or not, their family could financially afford it. And I'm like, I want to make sure that the girl that coming from a single mother household still had the ability to feel special that they got something customly made for them and their price range. So I really, the, the main reason why I started my pageant custom service and now also do wedding dresses is that every woman and man and however you do identify as deserve to feel special and catered to one time in their life. And if you never got anything custom made, for yourself, get it done in your life because it's an experience because you get to pick out the fabric. You get to pick anything you want and the world is yours. And I feel like that's sometimes that we don't do in America. We don't remind people that the world is yours and that whatever you want, you can have. And that's one reason why I started my business because I want people to realize just because you don't make X amount of money that you think you don't deserve the world, you still can get the world with the money that you have in your pocket. And um, and you deserve the best. So that's the reason why for economic mobility and that all people should feel special no matter what your social economic class. And that's powerful because I think, you know, growing up in low income housing, I grew up in a single parent mm -hmm. household. And what I deem, you know, now we call it low-income housing, but back then it was the projects, you know. Right. Mm -hmm. I, there were a lot of things that I saw, but one thing for certain that my mother made sure she always said to me was that your circumstance is your current circumstance, but it mm -hmm. doesn't have to be your lifetime circumstance. And so with that mindset, even though I may have lived in the project, I didn't behave in that way. Like anything that I wanted, I went out and get it. I didn't care that they told me that such and such, you know, people from my neighborhood didn't do that. Okay, well, I'm, here I am being the first. You know, mm -hmm. like it, there was never anything out there that I wanted that I couldn't see myself having. Like, you know, I'm very determined to get what I want. Um, because I feel like, like you said, I deserve it. And I think a lot mm -hmm. of times if we don't believe in ourselves, we tend to take what people give us, but we won't go after what we want. Exactly. Exactly. You're absolutely right about that. So tell me with everything that you're doing, 
Mm-hmm. What do you do to make sure that your mental health is in check? Like, do you have self-care days? Do you block off time on your calendar? Like, what do you do to make sure that Veranda is in check? Yes. No, that's a great question. Um, I totally believe in um, work-life balance and also having, um, at the end of the day, I need to take care of self because if I don't take care of self, I won't be able to do my job in all these different fields, right? So one thing that I really do focus on, I am a compartmentalized person. So certain days is designated for certain things. And I do put a certain day for myself where I could go out. If I decide to go have a shopping day, I go do shopping. Or if I have a Netflix and I'm going to be a hermit in my room, shut the door and watch Netflix and eat chips all day. I'm going to do that. Um, But I do have designated days for certain things um, just because then I do not. I think sometimes we stress about when I'm going to have time for myself, when I'm going to find time, I can't find it. Well, when you know that every Thursday is your date night, keep that schedule. If you know Sunday mornings is your morning for your self-care, keep it. When you can start Stop thinking about where you're going to fit it in and already have it on your calendar. It makes the stress of thinking about when I'm going to find the time dissolve. And that's one thing I'm very adamant about that, like, even after hours from my um, full time job, that I make sure that I'm not doing any kind of work past 630, no matter if it's for personal or for my full time job or even talking to friends. I just I need that time. I need that mental break. And some days I'm like, I, I reach my word limit. If I have talked too much in a certain time, I by 630, I'm not going to say another word. I'm going to turn my brain off, turn my words off, watch some random TV and just chill until the next day. And I think sometimes that we as young professionals look at life that we have to get there as fast as we can and that our that we don't value time. But when I get to my destination of whatever my goal is, I want to make sure I am fully rested and I look rested and blessed and not booked and busy because you can be booked and busy and look tired and um, drained. I want to be rested and secure. And so that's my whole model now going now that I'm in my thirties, I'm like, it's all about being rested when I reach that de- uh, destination instead of being booked and busy. Right. And what I can attest to, y'all, um, Veranda V, she not going to respond to them text messages. Like, my girl, I can text her because we, we friends in real life. <laughs> we are. I can, <laughs> I can text her. And I'm talking about my girl may not respond for two days. But what what is so amazing is that we all understand that sometimes we just need time. And then Mm -hmm. we all understand that we also have a lot of things going on. And a lot of times it's like, okay, let's see if we can get you on that calendar. But it's not because we feel like we're too busy for the next person. But it's seriously because that is a method of self-care, being able to schedule the time that I have to give to other people. Um, and I think a lot of times people don't don't realize that they think they're scared of calendars and they're scared mm-hmm. of this scheduling model. 
but it really helps for you to not have to anticipate the unknown. You can kind of control what you can control. You know, there are some things like, you know, in what I do, there are sometimes I may have somebody in crisis that I didn't have that schedule, but mm-hmm. for the most part, I can know what I'm doing, right? And that helps me to be at ease to kind of know what I'm doing because we all wear a lot of different hats. Um, You know, you're working a full-time job while being a councilwoman, while Mm -hmm. owning two businesses. Mm -hmm. And you didn't even mention your photography and everything. So, (laughs) like, (laughs) right. And all of that, yes. Yes, I know. It's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah, it's a lot. Um. So tell the listeners how they can get in touch with you to find out about, you know, different services you provide. Maybe they want to get a custom made dress. Mm -hmm. How can they reach you? Yes, yes. Well, I am on all of the good old social media platforms. You can look for your girl at Veronda Crawford. That's D-E-R-H-O-N-D-A Crawford. And I'm on Instagram and um, Facebook and also veronacrawford.com will give you everything um but yes like uh, reach out to me for all the above and um yeah check me out <laughs> all right well thank you so much Veronica, for speaking with me today um i'm sure i'll have you back on the show yes anytime so, this was fun <laughs> awesome um uh, to my listeners you can find me at simplytour.com or on bizradio.us Until next time. Thank you for listening. If you liked what you just heard, be sure to subscribe to the podcast and be sure to visit bizradio.us to find hundreds of other engaging conversations, local events, and more.